0: Hello again, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Creation Anew. I am your host, Randy Weddle. Um, I am the pastor of Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And I'm also the pastor of Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And I'm so glad that you're with me uh, for this episode. This is a continuation from the previous episode. So if we say something and you go, what was that all about? If you haven't listened to the to the episode before this one, I would encourage you to do that. And basically, in the last episode, we were talking about the concept that we find of uh, uh, from Genesis two eighteen, where God talks about Adam before Eve was created, and and God says of Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. And we were relating that with the current situation in. Um, in most of the world today and that is we are being told to social distance because of this COVID virus we are being told to to stay away from one another and and uh, all kinds of things and I shared with you just a thought progression that I had as 2020 moved on from about March of 2020 and then um, some transitions and some some thinking that I had that came along Um, In May of 2020 and here we are in December Uh, we are almost at the end of the year and we're still in this situation of we need to kind of distance from each other and so I want to continue on with this because I want to make sure people understand that I am not trying to say first of all that um, you're not going to hear me say God will absolutely keep you from getting COVID. Uh, that's just not true. Um, in the Bible, we see people get sick. We see godly people get sick. We see them die, and that's the same with COVID too. People can die from this. People who love God can die. People who who do what God is telling them to do still risk death. From COVID as well as any other disease, so I'm not trying to say that um, that we just we need to ignore um, reasonable hygienic practices. Um, You're not going to find me coughing on somebody. Um, You're not going to find me, you know, not washing my hands. Um, I I, that's just. (laughs) Besides besides that, I'm a little OCD you'll find me washing my hands, I guarantee you, okay? (laughs) So I can laugh about that because I am OCD. Anyway, at least I struggle with it. Where where I'm going, uh, and this is from the last episode now, you see, the Bible says that it's not good for mankind to be alone. And what we're being told is that we need to be alone we need to do things um, um, apart from one another. Let me give you some examples. Uh, Recently, uh, I had to take a family member into the emergency room. Um, They were having some chest pains and I couldn't go in with them. And it ended up where they were in a room by themselves and really not being watched uh, closely by, by the staff in the emergency room. And I know that they were hooked up to monitors and things like that because that's what I was told. But there was something missing, and that was having a family member there to talk to, you know, for, for the person that was actually in the ER, having a family member to talk to, having, um, having someone with whom you could visit, um, someone that, that you could pray with. I mean if you're in a hospital emergency room and you're thinking that maybe you're having a a heart attack or whatever it is you want some social interaction you need a hand to hold you need physical touch you need someone to look you in the eye and say I love you and 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 you know I want you to be okay and I care for you and I know that hospital staff do a great job but they cannot replace family and friends they just can't and for months now we have not had that opportunity for the most part to go and visit people in the hospitals to visit people in nursing homes they have had to be isolated there have people there have been people that have died in isolation because of of covid and some of you will say, well, that's what we need to do in order to be safe. And my question is, what do you do with scripture that says it is not good for man to be alone? And, and call me crazy, it won't be the first time, by the way, but if God says, It's not good for man to be alone. And this is God, the one who made mankind. He knows us. And we know ourselves that we are comforted. Even as children, if we were scared, what would we do? We'd call out for our parents. We instinctively want to be around other people. At what point in time do we say, "I cannot be in isolation any longer"? Now, I think that, uh, um, especially for people in the United States, there are several people in the United States that are saying, "I'm, I'm, I'm coming to an endpoint of of being isolated," and I think that you know people have gotten out and, and things, but we're still, there's still that cloud. Of you need to be isolated, lingering over us. I mean, we were told at Thanksgiving that you know we we shouldn't get together. It, the attempt was made for Christmas too. You shouldn't get together. And we, churches have been told you you shouldn't get together. In in some states here in the United States, they've been told you can't get together. If you do, don't sing, don't do this, don't do that, blah 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 blah. Well, here's the thing. God says that people need people. And we we know, even if you don't believe in God, you know the human condition that it needs other we it needs other people. And and, and we are social beings, and something happens to us whenever we are in isolation for a long period of time. And this is a concern. It's a concern. Now, let's take this a little bit further because some people will say, well, we can still get out and we can go to the store, or we can do this and that. And that's, I would agree with you. We, we can, but not unless we're covered up, not unless our faces are covered or there's a shield in front of us or we have, you know, um, 20 pounds of, of plastic wrap around us or whatever it is. we're not supposed to get around each other. but I want you to notice something and and maybe you've caught on to this but do you remember back last year <laughs> when you could walk into a store and look somebody in the eye and say hello? Try doing that today. It doesn't happen as often. I know at church when people wear masks, I can't tell if they're mad at me or if they're happy with me. I don't see... I don't... I see a pair of eyes, but I don't... I mean, if they raise their eyebrows, I don't know if they're curious or they can't believe what I just said. I don't know what's going on. I can't see them emote I, I, I can't see their emotions. I, I can't tell what they're, what, what's going on. And I've noticed that I, uh, me personally, I've kind of struggled with looking at people as people. I see them as beings with masks on, their faces covered. They're like, it's like a society of Darth Vader's and, and Mandalorian's. Now, some of you may say, well, you're taking this a little too far. Well, I'm not the only one. I remember talking with other people that have said there's something psychological going on that we cannot. I mean, it's changing us that we cannot see each other's faces. The, The human face is a central point of focus for relationships we look at people's eyes, we look at their faces, we can we can tell a lot about someone's face. We can tell a lot about them by looking at their face. And when that's covered up, we start losing that ability. And I'm going to argue, this is just a theory, okay, by, by a pastor. But my theory is that we're going to start seeing more and more of this stuff where the person in front of me or behind me in the checkout line is really not a human being. We run that risk, and that is the risk of not being with other people. You start looking at other people like they're an object rather than a person. That's why we don't encourage people to have relationships with um inanimate objects <laughs> or or pictures of people because that's not reality. We have to be around people. Now how this has affected how this has affected the church, at least in the two churches that I've seen, is well we kind of stand further apart from one another. We're not apt to hug one another. When we're hurting, we don't really comfort one another as well we don't we, we kind of sometimes we won't even make eye contact if someone's walking down an aisle we kind of move out of their way we don't shake hands anymore there is no physical touch in the or not as much physical touch in the churches that I pastor and I'm telling you it's doing something definitely in society where you're not supposed to touch anybody something is going on that is going to change us it is changing us i believe and the reason why is we go back to genesis two eighteen, where god says it is not good for man to be alone whenever we are isolated for long periods of time things don't go well they just don't go well with this. But there's something a little bit further that I wanna talk about. And it, this is in regards to the churches because, and I started off at last, um, the last podcast episode, talking about how um, the churches that I pastor handled the, the outbreak of this virus. And what I said was just very quickly in march we said okay to to make sure that the we don't we don't steepen the curve that we, in other words we want to flatten the curve and not flood the healthcare system then you know we can stay closed for a little while but when it became weeks and weeks and weeks there was a decision that had to be made and when we come back i'd like to talk about the that decision I'd like to talk about the challenge that the church has in a world where we are being encouraged to stay away from other people so let's take a break and we'll come right back and talk about that Alrighty guys, we're back. And what we're talking about is this whole thing of isolation. And if you don't, you know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look out your window or live life, because pretty much in a worldwide way, we were being told that you know we need to stay away from other people, social distance, which by the word by the way, the term social distance makes me just want to kinda hurl, if I can be real honest we're told to stay away from other people. And we're talking about the dangers of that because Genesis 2:18 says that it's not good for man to be alone. And we see in the New Testament where well number one we even see with Israel, they gathered together. They worshiped together. They did things together. We 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 are we are a we are a species. I hate to use that word for human beings, but we are people and people gather around each other. We get together in families. We, uh, the family is a core portion of life for a human being. In other words, social interaction. We see in the New Testament, we see that same social interaction with the church. We see it with human touch, with a hand on the shoulder, an arm around another person whether in friendship or romantically, husband and wife, whether it's a a, a parent and a child, there's a touch that has to happen. And that is being encouraged or discouraged in our world. And we're gonna pay a price for it. We're gonna pay a price. But when I left off in the last segment, what I was leaving you hanging with was the decision that the church had to make. And and let me start with our churches. Uh, I pastor Community Church of Mooresville, and I pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church. they are churches in Indiana. One is in Mooresville, Indiana. The other is in Monrovia, Indiana. And there's a point in time where as the pastor, I, I communicated to the boards, we have to open up. And here's the reason why, because it goes beyond just a social need. It becomes a spiritual issue for churches. It it did for us. Let me share where I'm going with this because Hebrews 10.25 gives us a mandate, gives us as Christians a mandate to not forsake assembling together. In other words, don't um, don't stop meeting together for church. And that's the second part of this whole issue. One of the reasons why I pushed to open up our churches, and I did a soft push, basically I said, I'm going to be doing sermon videos from the church building. Anybody that wants to come in, I'm not going to turn them away. There was no pressure. And there really hasn't been pressure on people to come to church for seven months. But I think we're starting to transition into a new phase. So but I did a soft push to open up. But I did that because we need to get together. That's who we are. But the second reason why I did that, the other leg, if you will, of my reasoning was because as the church, we're mandated by God. We're commanded by God to get together. We are not supposed to forsake assembling together and you know at the risk of sounding like some kind of religious nut because some people will say well you're not paying attention to the science you need to stay away from other people well listen i lived through the aids virus we never shut down anything and the aids virus was 100 percent deadly when it first came out and we had no clue how it was transmitted. We didn't know if, if you played you know, sports and your sweaty skin rubbed up against someone else's sweaty skin, is that how you get AIDS? We didn't know, but we did not shut things down. And AIDS at the beginning was one, if you got AIDS, it was a death sentence. You were going to die. You were going to die. We don't have that with COVID. Like I said in the last podcast episode, COVID has a 2% death rate. You have a 99.98% chance of surviving if you get COVID. If you don't get it, you've got a 100% chance of surviving COVID. So I've lived through some pretty scary things. Now, we learned about AIDS as we went along, but at first, we did not know. I remember asking, hey, if a mosquito puts his needle nose in somebody who has, who has this virus and then comes over and, and draws some blood from me, am I gonna get AIDS? But we didn't shut things down. We didn't tell people, You can't meet with one another. You need to stay in your home. We didn't do that. And the church didn't close either. And I think, I think we as the church believers are going to have to come to a point where we say, um, when are we going to begin? obeying God now I don't really know what the line is of of how many Sundays you can miss church um, before you become disobedient there really isn't anything in scripture that says you know okay you can miss five Sundays and that's it but I am a thinker again and after a while you kind of get the sense hey you know what I'm simply being disobedient by not coming to church. And we have had churches that have not been open since March. They don't plan to open until the new year. And I'm not passing judgment, I'm asking a question. When? If you don't have any plans for your church to open up, when? Are you going to open up? And personally, if you haven't been going to church, when? are you when do you cross the line of just saying you're being disobedient to God? One of the requirements for leadership at community Church of Mooresville is a consistent um, church attendance. And again, that's left ambiguous. But you know, you miss two, three months in a row, and that's not consistency. <laughs> I mean, if you're on an exercise program and you miss two or three months of exercise, uh, you're not being consistent. You know that. That's common sense. When will we, as the church, say? We have to start getting together. We have to start interacting with each other. Now, at Community Church of Mooresville and Mount Pleasant Christian Church, we've been doing that. And oddly enough, we really haven't had too many people get sick. We have had some. They've, they've recovered. Uh, I have, there was uh, uh, one group of people at one of the churches fully recovered. We have a person who currently has COVID. Um, thank goodness the symptoms are not that bad. I expect I expect this person to fully recover. And nobody from any of the churches that I've pastored have died from COVID. We've only had just a few even come down with COVID. So. I look at other churches who haven't opened up and and my question to them is, why have you not? And I look at other people and I am beginning to start asking the same question. People, individuals that are not going to church, I'm beginning to ask the question, why are you not going to church? Because at some point in time, you're Refusal to go to church isn't about safety. It's about whether or not you're going to obey Christ. I know this may sound harsh, and you may be thinking, "Well, you know, Pastor, uh, give people a break. They're scared and they're and uh, they're afraid of getting COVID." I understand. I understand. And by the way, I have got some secondary health conditions where I am like a poster child <laughs> for someone. ...who should be getting COVID. So, you don't have to tell me about the risks. But at some point in time... ...Christians have to lay aside... ...safety... ...for obedience. And again, that sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm some kind of cult leader that's saying... ...you need to do whatever I say. That's far as far from the truth as possible. Because at at the churches that I pastor, I've given people plenty of leeway. You know, if they want to wear a mask and and come to service, that's fine. If they want to wait, if they have wanted to wait over these many months before coming to church, they haven't heard a word from me. But we are coming to a point in time where we are gonna have to ask, how long do we run this way for the sake of being safe? Because here is here um, is here here is a truth for you. We live in a world of death. We are all under a death sentence. And Jesus says something very interesting. He says, you know, if you live your life to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you live your life to lose your life, you're going to gain it. How does that apply here? If your main concern is about not getting COVID, you're not going to live an obedient life to Christ. Because the world is not a safe place. But if you live your life obediently to Christ, you may still get hurt. You may still die. But it's more important to be obedient to Christ than to try to live one more second on this earth. And again, I look at the statistics, you know, uh, the death rate, I I said earlier it was 2%. Some people have said 4%, okay, fine. Whichever one, but still minuscule. The people that, that You know, there are some out there that oh, they they can't get COVID at any risk at all, but they'll go and eat McDonald's food three times a day, and heart disease is much more deadly than COVID and has been for a long time. So the question is how long do we live in a, in a way counter to the way that God made us. God made us to be social and we're being told to not be social. We can't live that way forever. You're going to get hurt by isolating yourself forever. It's just the way, when it, the apostle John as punishment was exiled to an island. See, isolation is, that's not a reward. It's a punishment. And it's a punishment that's designed to damage you. You have to be careful about this. And the other thing is if we as the church are mandated to come together, we can still be cautious, but eventually we're going to have to interact with people. That's the way the world runs. That's the way the church is supposed to run. That's the way God made us to be social. So we're going to have to ask these questions. And, and I'm going to leave this somewhat you know, open because I want you guys to think about this. I think there are some things about what we are told to do that are opposite of what God tells us to do. And God is in control of of the days of our lives. We will not, nobody is going to die of anything on this earth. And God go well, that was a surprise to me. See, he knows our lives. And in God's economy, you can get sick and he can heal you. Now, I'm not saying that he will, I'm saying he can. And if you're going to live your life to start worshiping at the God of safety, you're going to live a life that is very unfulfilling. You may live longer, but what are you going to say to God whenever you stand before him? And I'm talking to believers. Are you going to tell him, well, God, um, to give an account of my life, I didn't get COVID. I didn't obey you either, but I didn't get COVID. I don't think that's really going to be. I don't want that conversation. I don't want to talk that way. I'd rather go out in a blaze of glory. And I don't mean for my benefit. I want to go out obeying God. And if doing God's will means that I get sick, I trust Him to take care of me, because I'm going to get sick from something. I might as well be doing the right thing if I'm going to get sick. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And and I'm you, some of you. <laughs> Some of you may have turned me off and, and will never turn me on again. I'm running that risk, but you know what? Here's the deal. Creation anew is here to make you think. We're not here to tell you what you want to hear. We're not here to be popular. We're here to give you truth and to make you think. And I hope we've done that. Please tell others about us. Um, we. The more the merrier as far as listening to this podcast, um, reading articles. You can go on creationanew.com. You can see the uh, podcast uh, uh, episodes from the past. You can read some, uh, you can read the blog posts that we have there. And there are more things coming. You can also support us monetarily. And I, I just say this if you support us monetarily, um, you make sure you're taking care of your family first and you take care of your home church first. Then If you want to give to creation, a new perfect pray for us, tell others about us. And, uh, until next time, guys, I wish you well and, uh, you guys take care. Bye-bye.